Ever feel judged at the gym? You don't know how to use the leg curl machine? <laughs> Are you serious? This is this your first day alive? Um... <laughs> no, it's okay. I love helping people during their first day on Earth. At Planet Fitness, get energy without the judgment and join the judgment-free zone. Never intimidating, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. Get energized today during the Big Fitness Energy Sale for 24 cents down, $10 a month. Cancel any time. Deal ends Friday, January 12th. See Home Club for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back for another edition of the Starting Five with You podcast. Presley Meyer, Jacob Lane joins me tonight. Oof. I mean, <laughs> what are we going to talk about tonight, Jacob? A Let's talk about more. Fabio Vasili and Devin Reed. I think we yeah. should just spend the whole podcast talking about those two guys. Those yes. two guys tonight outscored Sidney Curry in about five minutes on the season. I think that's the funniest stat of the year. Devin Reed scored five. Fabio, I think, had six tonight, and I don't believe Sidney Curry has scored five points on the season. The Fabio versus versus Sidney Curry race is currently <laughs> ten to eight. Sidney Curry is winning on the season. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and Fabio Fabio's played like barely any time compared to Sidney Curry. Yeah, here we go. I'll give you the numbers right here. Bobby has played 17 minutes on the season. Sidney Curry's played 103. Wow. Fabio's, Fabio's plus minus is negative three. Sidney Curry's is negative 24. So Fabio Basili was the guy we should have been highlighting all summer as the star of this team, is what you're telling me. Yeah. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, seriousness, I saw the best thing of the night. Like, the game sucked. Louisville was terrible. We're going to get into all of it. We're going to reluctantly talk about it. But what what the best thing of the night was was the MILF sign in the KFC Center. Did you see the MILF sign, Presley? No, no. I mean, no. I'm assuming it said, Mother, I'd like to... You would think so, but it said, Man, I love... It says, man, I love Fabio. <laughs> it is the best sign of the night. I saw it immediately. It was like, somebody on Twitter has got to tell me what that sign says, because I know it doesn't stand for what I think it stands for. And sure enough, man, I love Fabio. So I guess we're all MILFs, bro. So here's uh, here's another stat to throw out to you, since we're just going to get just totally all over the place tonight. L. Ellis, Brandon Huntley Hatfield. Who do you think has played more minutes this year? I'm a, that feels like a trick question. So I'm going to go with, uh, I, it's L. It has to be. It was a, it was a trick like, question because they're tied. They average they both average eighty point four percent of Louisville's minutes on the season. Next closest would be Mike James with sixty point three percent of the minutes. Uh, least amount of incredible. The least amount of minutes played on the on the team outside of the walk ons. Sidney Curry with seventeen point six percent of the minutes. How about that? Ten points on the season, dude. Like I mean, it just help any help me make sense of any of this. Like I just. Sitting there tonight, I just can't wrap my head around it. It doesn't make sense. This team is filled with guys who are top 100 players, top 150 players, top Juco players. And they almost got 40-piece inside the KFC Yum Center by Kevin Willard with a, a team of, of players that's good. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, Maryland's ranked. But this is not – 
this is not in terms of what we've seen in years past under uh, Mark Turgeon when he was the head coach at Maryland. Like this team is not even close to what they were talent wise. I mean, they, they built through the portal this offseason. They obviously add Jameer Young, who was, you know, one of the best players on the court tonight. They bring in Don Carey, a guy who in the second half just was refusing to miss. Like he was the, the day, he was the David DeJulius of this game for, for Maryland. Um, but I, I just I just cannot wrap my head around Louisville being this bad. It just it's, it feels like a dream that we're going to wake up to tomorrow and Louisville's going to be like six and one. And it's like, oh, this is what we thought we were going to get. But it's not. And we're going to get to 0 and 10, most likely, with two wins against uh, available against Florida AM and Lipscomb. And it's just sad. It's just sad. It is a sad state of, the, of Louisville right now, Presley. Well, when you look at the Maui games, right? I think that you play two teams in Maryland and Texas Tech that were superior to you talent wise and experience playing together wise. You had a couple of established programs there and Cincinnati was similar. But I think Maryland was was definitely the, the closest as far as power five teams that Louisville's played as far as talent wise. Yeah, no and, doubt, man. And yet you you look at this game and it, I mean Maryland just I I mean right out the gate just absolutely popped them in the mouth. As I've been saying all season, this team they get punched in the mouth once, they'll just lay down and just take it from you. I, I mean, let, I mean, let's start let's start with Sidney Curry. I mean, I think that's the the easiest way to start. I mean, he's one of the captains on this team. He should be looked at as one of the leaders. And yet, I mean, it's – I don't know if it's mental. I don't know – I don't know what it is. I don't know what's causing this. I mean, I mean, tonight his one field goal attempt was a defensive breakdown that led to him having a wide-open layup. And he, like, hit it off, like, the lower corner of the backboard, bricked it off the rim, and then tried to get the rebound, and it, it bounced off his hands out of bounds. There's clearly, like – you and I both saw him in the offseason, and he did not look like he looks now. As far as he was in shape, he looked like he did last year. I don't know if he was hurt in the offseason. I don't know if there something is going on because mentally he's not the same person that he's been. And Kenny Payne is not showing his hand at all, and it's it's just baffling. I mean, do you have any ideas as, as to why he would have taken such a turn south? I don't. I don't. I mean, I think, you know, one thing that's pretty obvious is that this team, from a conditioning standpoint, is still not where they need to be overall. Kenny talked about that all offseason of how much work they had to do from a conditioning standpoint. And I am by no means about to compare myself to Sidney Curry as an athlete. Like I, I don't have Sidney Curry has more athleticism in his pinky fingernail than I have in my entire body. But what I know as a basketball player is that one thing I've always struggled with is weight. Like I've never been a big, a big person, but I've always struggled with being in shape, being able to stay consistent in, in, you know, being able to play basketball. And, and I think I told you all this a couple of weeks ago in our state of Louisville group chat that when you don't have your feet underneath you from a conditioning standpoint, it makes you feel less confident. You, you, your mind knows what you need to do, but your body physically cannot respond and do what it needs to do because you don't have the confidence in your conditioning, your strength, all those things. I, I look at Sydney and, and O for one tonight um, from the field. I mean, he's, he is essentially quit trying to be aggressive. Like he is no longer the guy that we saw last year. And to me, that screams that, um, you know, it's, it's a confidence issue related to conditioning. It's, it's an injury. It's 
being asked to do something on the floor that maybe he's not ever done or, or doesn't have confidence in himself. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. But the thing that's really unfortunate with this team is that there's no one else in the front court. You talk about Maryland from a talent perspective. Louisville matches up with this Maryland team pretty well. And in fact, I think Louisville overall is, is longer, stronger. Um, you know, they're, they're more talented, I think, top to bottom in, in the front court with, with you know, BHH, with Sid, with uh, JJ Trainer, and, and even Roosevelt Wheeler against Maryland tonight. I mean, I know the rebounding battle was close. I mean, just to give you kind of a breakdown of that, it was 38-33. Maryland wins the rebounding advantage, but Louisville's big men just didn't do anything. They just outmatched Dante Scott, got whatever the hell he wanted. You know, you, you've got um, Reese and Patrick Emelin and, you know, all these guys that are nobodies in the landscape of college basketball, just absolutely working all of Louisville's front court. And I think that just goes to show you that they don't have confidence. And uh, that's, that's a problem when your, your coach was a big man whisperer. Like that's what he was sold as. And your and your one of your top assistants was also sold as a guy who could come in and develop big men, but their front court, I mean, Louisville's front court, just, just getting worked in every uh, way imaginable. And you do get BHH with eight points, goes three for eight from the field, gets eight rebounds. Uh, but outside of that, Presley, I mean, you got five from Withers, you got five from Real, Wheeler late in the game. But nothing else to speak of from your front court. Uh, JJ Trainer got two points on the dunk on the on the inbounds pass. But other than that, man, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish tonight. Once again, the offense was a mess. Defense was even worse. This team looked like Maui absolutely took whatever they had left in them. And and I don't know how we're going to get through the next twenty four games. I just or the next twenty three games. I just don't know. I just don't know. Like I just. You can only sustain losing like this. And this is their fourth game in a row. They've lost by 25 points or more. You can only sustain that type of losing for so long before it just literally eats away at everyone and everything. And that's where we are right now. Um, and, and so I don't know. I don't know how you go back and get better, Preston. I really don't. But there's not one player on this team tonight that really did anything that really made me feel confident that Louisville's going to get back to being a team that can win basketball games consistently this season. I think this is going to kind of be the MO all year, man. This is the first game that you really looked at that I truly did not see any market improvement from start to finish. Mm-mm. You know, at, at, after each game, we could say, okay, we, I felt like they kind of improved in this area, maybe need some help in this area. No, I mean, it was just from, from beginning to end tonight, with the exception of the same thing that they always do when they put on the press when they're down 30 with, with Fabio and Hersey. Yeah, the, the star-studded backcourt, man. <laughs> I still don't get that, but – it's the same thing that they always do when there's there's absolutely nothing positive to point to. I mean, the loudest the crowd got tonight was when you had Fab, Fabio hit a three and then do the bow and arrow down 33. <laughs> not not only did he do the, did he do the bow and arrow, which I, I tweeted about it and people were killing me for bringing it up. I didn't bring it up to criticize the guy. It was just the sneakiest, quietest celebration I have ever seen. Like, he didn't want anybody to see that he did that. It was almost like, muscle memory for him every time he hits a three he has to do that and it was just like real quick lock and load bow and arrow shoot back down in the press like it was so sneaky but it was hilarious i loved it yeah. i mean i love fabio Basilli, dude I, i'm a milf fans like totally got into it and i mean there was probably a thousand people left there but that was the loudest the crowd got all night you had fabio hit his his goofy looking three-point jump shot and then you had uh devin ree hit a pretty pure jump uh, three right after that Yep. And then Fabio came down to the other end and got a steal and a jump ball and fans were going bananas. But I mean, again, you can know. I tell you something? Do you want to hear a fun statistic for the evening? This is, this is the stat of the night right here. Okay. So up until the very final, I think four or five minutes when Fabio re Devin Marie and Roosevelt Wheeler checked in Louisville had six, eight, 10, 12 points total. 
the three freshmen and or the two freshmen, I should say, and Rose Wheeler combined to finish the, the quarter scoring or the half scoring 15 points between the three of them. <laughs> they outscored in garbage time the rest of the team. And it's just that's a synopsis of how this game went, man. It's just like and the whole time they're trying to come back. I'm like, just don't get don't go over the 12 and a half. Please. Yeah. You can yeah. you can win, you can lose by 15 and I'll be fine. But please, for the love of God, do not lose this game by 12 points. The the one thing that I was looking at was uh Maryland scored 17 points in the first four minutes and change in the second half. They were five for five from three and hit hit a pretty easy two-point bucket. So 17 points in the first segment before the first uh, TV timeout. And it took Louisville until it took Louisville, like I think. 13 minutes to get 17 points. Yeah, they had 12 points for the longest time. They went on a five or six minute scoring drought again in the second half. The most damning part was Maryland's official Twitter account tweeted out, it feels like it's been an hour since Louisville scored a a basket. I was like, damn, Maryland, you don't have to do us like that. And it was, they had the quietest fan section. Like there were quite a few Maryland fans there. They almost like took pity on Louisville. You know, they were cheering early, but like once they got up by like 20, they were all just like hanging out. That just weird kind of vibe almost from the from the visiting fan base. Uh, but you alluded to it. The streak rolls on. Me and you were just going to keep throwing money at that uh, opposing money line or opposing uh, point spread. Yeah. Uh, so far, so good. Louisville's uh, seven and zero on getting people their money this year. Uh, that became a, a a trend nationally last year, and that is was that Vegas could not set the line for Louisville high enough. If they set it for ten, Louisville would lose by twenty. They set it for 22, Louisville would lose by – I don't know if it was ever 22, but no matter how high they would set it, Louisville would lose by way more than that every single time. And I've been telling my dad this all year. He's always trying to get me, like, financial tips. Like, I just took, uh, you know, $1,000 out of this account and and turned it over real quick and made 700 bucks or whatever on the stock market. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Just bet against Louisville. You'll be fine. <laughs> that's right. That's You'll be good. Stock I was like, that's right my now. stock tip right there. All right, so here's what I want to do. This You did this, I think, on Twitter the other night. I tweeted, say one good thing about Louisville. Maybe it wasn't you. I don't know. Yeah, that, Somebody that's did. How, that's how I've been starting out my podcast. But I love it. Gonna, Let's do it. One good thing. Does it have to be about the basketball team? I don't know. It can be whatever you want at this point. I don't know if there's anything you can pull out of that. that would I be love that Fabio your... changes his hair almost every game. I like that. That's a good one. It's yeah. not really positive. It's just more of an observation. No, uh, but, I mean, but it, it was positive because I enjoyed it in a positive way. I'm a big fan of the dreads with the ponytail dreads like that. If you've got the dreads and then they go and they meet in the middle with in, in a ponytail, I think that's pretty badass. So I'm right there with you. Um, he, he was rocking a nice, a nice salad tonight. Um, one nice thing that I could say about Louisville was that the inbounds pass to JJ trainer was sexy as hell. That's the only thing from tonight that, that might've been the only dunk from Louisville all evening. Uh, but that, that might be, uh, the best pass of the evening, the best dunk of the evening. Uh, it was only JJ trainers, only points after he's played so well, the last couple of games and so well with an asteroid, like let's, let's be realistic here, but uh, that, that play was nice. And then Robbie Hummel just shits all over it when he's like that play, they run that play at every college basketball arena across the country. I'm like, okay, well, thanks, you know, thanks Robbie, but Kenny drew that up in this point. So let's give Kenny some credit. I don't know. Man. Um, Louisville officially one for two on dunks tonight. So, you know, 50-50, and they get that ball above the rim, they're putting it down half the time. So that's great. Yeah. Um, Can we – let's talk about – to shift from positivity to negativity, one negative thing about Louisville is that they are always – it doesn't matter if it's L. Ellis, if it's Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, if it's Sidney Curry or Zan Payne. They are 100% always in the wrong position, whether it's a rebound, a pass, 
I mean, Brandon Hatley Huntfield, Brandon Huntley Hatfield walks right into a trap in the middle of the court. Mike James gets the ball in the corner, trap. Like, I mean, they just that this is the least smart basketball team I've ever seen in my entire life. I am convinced, Presley, and, and I'd say this like, you know, tongue in cheek a little bit, that we could go out there. We would probably really struggle to 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 be athletes and to keep up defensively. But I feel like we would do well from a mental smart standpoint. At least we would set ourselves up to be a little bit smarter as a basketball team than what we're seeing with these guys. There's no basketball IQ on this team. You can't coach that either. That's not a coach, you know, coach thing. You can teach players how to be in the right spot and what to watch for. And I believe they're doing that. But it, it comes down to the players understanding the dynamics of the game. This team just either doesn't care about the dynamics of the game and has no intention of being in the right spot, or they're just really bad at reading the basketball court. There's there's no way around that. Well, so there's two things that I really notice about the way that the team positions themselves. Number one is that players that don't have the ball never run towards the ball. It blows my mind. I mean, I saw it happen many, many times again tonight. Guys who didn't did not have the ball in their in their hands when an, uh, when the opposing team goes to trap, they just stay in there. You're taught from a very young age. Whenever you know someone's in an adverse situation. Someone's in the wrong place on offense. Whatever the case might be, you run towards the ball. If some, you know, if a guy picks up his dribble, you run towards the ball. You go and you come and get it from him. I haven't seen Louisville do that once this year. And there were multiple times, to your point, not being in good positions, they dribble the ball up the floor and then nobody goes to run a play. I mean, there, there were multiple times where I saw the, the shot clock got down to 15 seconds and you have LLS right at the logo just dribbling the ball and four guys standing outside in the wing area, just not even running out to initiate the offense at all. It was like, what, what are we, what are we doing? Like everybody, everybody in the crowd at this point has picked up on this. Like they get into their half court sets and nobody's even moving to do anything. It's like, they're almost intentionally waiting to initiate the offense where to a point where like they could only have like five passes before the shot clock expires. Uh, but that's that's following the rules. That's what Kenny says. We need five passes at the top of the key before we get the ball inside to score. Well, like, they, and that's the point. They couldn't get five passes off. No, they, they have no they interest could. in getting five they passes They could, off. but if, if they actually move to the ball, maybe. But when everybody spreads the floor out and they're glued to their man and they're not moving anywhere, like, why aren't you passing me the ball? Like every time, you know, Sidney Curry or Roosevelt Wheeler or J.J. Trainer. Um, or, or Brandon Huntley Hatfield gets a, a pass into the post, it's like they don't know how to catch a ball. Like, I always comment on, like, uh, you know, like when I've been to Europe before, kids in Europe, are they just don't have this inherent athleticism that a lot of people in America do. Like, they don't grow up. Like, they grow up playing soccer or doing, doing things that are more condition-based and athleticism-based. And so they really struggle to, to catch a ball. And our, our, our team looks like a bunch of European kids trying to play catch, essentially. Yeah. Like, they, it's the simple things. They can't even pass and catch a ball. They go up for a rebound, it bounces off their hands, and a guy collects the rebound and goes back up. It's just – it's the – it's just weird. It's very weird to watch. It's like they're just not mentally there. And it's like those little things, like how can you expect to run an offense well? How can you expect to create generate steals or – uh, you know, have any sort of fast break offense or get rebounds when a guy goes up and he cannot grab the ball with two hands and come down with it. Like a simple task such as that is not attainable. And they tip, they tip the ball a lot. You notice that when they try to rebound the ball, it's a lot it's, of tipping the ball higher. It's, it's just fast. Like there's just like, I've been going over the, the layup numbers this season, right? 
Lobo was nine for 19 on layups tonight. And that's pretty good for them. That is so bad for a college basketball team in the ACC. Like that's Boston college shit right there, dude. That's it. are we I mean, the new are we the new Boston College? I, that's that's a legitimate question. I'm not going to say we're not. I think that's um, a good answer. I, I mean, and, and the the other thing as far as positioning is, is guys are just not in a position to rebound ever. It's been a it was a it was an issue last year under under Chris Mack, but it's become ten times more of an issue this year. They they do not position themselves well to rebound the ball. Like you got to get your ass into somebody, man. Like you got to put some ass into it, and nobody ever does that. Like rebounding again that's an effort thing i'm looking out there at i mean maryland has some big guys on the roster but there are many times where Louisville had brandon huntley hatfield roosevelt wheeler jj trainer out there on the floor and all those guys are so much bigger and longer than the players for maryland's team and they're all there underneath underneath the basket and nobody gets the rebound it's mind-blowing like at some point you would think that they would realize like okay you have to you kind of either have to time it and jump and grab the rebound or you got to put some mass into a guy and you, like, you got to go again. It's another thing. You got to just got to go to the ball and they just don't, they don't do that. Like I've never seen somebody try to rebound a basketball. Like if you're playing in a game, Jacob, like just instinctually, right? Like you could not have played basketball for very long, but just instinctually when somebody shoots the ball and it hits the rim or it hits the backboard, the first thing you're going to do is move towards the ball. So you can get the ball and the other team can't get the ball. Like, I know that sounds like, like I'm, I'm being uh, elementary is what, what it sounds like. You're making it sound as if it's literally that easy. And it is. I mean, it's simply just wanting the ball. My mom used to always tell me, you know, this is this is it's funny. Like I grew up with a single mom, didn't have a dad to, to you know, break down my basketball film and help me with that in, in terms of growing as a basketball player. But my mom used to always tell me, look, son, it's simple. It's all about just wanting the basketball more. Go out there and want it more than the rest of them and you'll get it like you'll find a way to get it. And I felt like last year, Sidney Curry did that. Jalen Withers, to an extent, would not so much Jalen, but you know some of the other big guys on the roster would do that. This team, they have no interest in doing that. Um, and I said this last week when we when we were talking, you know, about the Cincinnati, Arkansas, Texas Tech failures. I, I said that I think that this is going to be such a long season because it is so easy to put the film on and see how bad Louisville is and see the cliff that they fall on. Like you said, when you punch them in the mouth. They were lucky tonight to be down by 11 at halftime. They played a horrible first half. I thought that Maryland kind of played down a little bit to them, but then it, it, it's the second half. Like the joke about Louisville this year is if you if you want to beat Louisville, just shoot the ball from three in the beginning of the second half, and they're not gonna they're not gonna come out and guard you. Like that's now three or four games in a row where Louisville in the second half has had a 12 point uh, deficit or less, like very doable to come back with just a quick run. And they come out and they go, they allow the opponent, the opponent to go on a 9 0 run from three point land or 12 0 run, 15 0 run. It's just ridiculous. And, you know, I don't, I'm not in practice. I don't see what that looks like. Um, but I just don't understand what they're doing in practice because it's either that they're doing it and the players are either not getting it or they're doing it and the players are getting it, but it's just not translating to the games. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. And there's only two more, two more teams on, I think on the year who Louisville rolls the ball out and they win and it's Florida A&M and it's Lipscomb. I think that those two games are games that Louisville's going to win everything else. I have no idea. Even the, the Boston colleges, the Georgia techs, all of those things, because those teams do one thing and they play hard. They play hard for at least 35 minutes. Louisville plays hard for about 15 minutes. And then the second things get difficult, 
we're done. We're checking out and we're going to just do our own thing. We're not going to run the offense. We're not going to rebound. We're going to turn the ball over. We're going to just do everything the wrong way. And it, it's just, it's, it's been like that now for seven games. 0-7, first 0-7 start of my lifetime. Hopefully the last 0-7 start of my lifetime. The only 0-7 start of my lifetime. I'm not to the point yet, Presley, where I'm saying that Kenny Payne needs to go. I think that's not fair to him. It's not fair to his staff. And it negates um, all of the, the work that they've put in over the years to get where they are now. But I can tell you this is not Louisville basketball. This is not Louisville basketball in the slightest. And I know that Kenny knows that. Kenny played here. Kenny won a national championship here. Played for Coach Crum. Um, he's, you know, obviously seen the lineage and how things have come since he he left. You bring in Nolan Smith, whose dad is one of the greatest players of all time in program history and, and is a well-established college basketball player himself. You get the, the rest of the staff that they have. These guys know what they're doing. I believe in that. I don't think that they're just showing up overwhelmed, over their head, not sure what to do. I just simply think that a lot of factors that played into off the court and where Louisville was at impacted the roster construction to the point that it was going to be challenging to bring anyone in here from the portal. You know, I know they landed a couple of guys, but it was going to always be a challenge to really, to really restock the roster. And, and I'm, let, I'm willing to let it go this year. But here's what I'm not willing to let go. And this is starting to piss me off the more we watch local basketball this year. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care if Matt Cross punched Kenny Payne's wife in the face. Okay, I do. That probably would be enough for me to let him leave. But there is no reason that, that Matt Cross, Dre Davis, Tay Davis, Frederick King, all of these guys were pushed out. It doesn't make any sense to me. It does not make any sense to me because what is left behind in a way is doo-doo sauce compared to that. I would do anything right now to have Noah Locke and Matt Cross back. Anything, 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 because those guys at least give a shit. You know what I'm saying? These guys just don't look like when the game gets tough that they care. Um, and that's the thing about Louisville basketball is I think that Louisville fans right now are pointing that frustration at the coaching staff and saying, this is on you. But at the same time, it's on these players to decide that they want to play 40 minutes of tough basketball. That is, that is something that they're deciding on to not play 40 minutes of tough basketball. Um, and I just, I, I'm, I'm tired of it, but I'm at the same point where I just, let's just get through the year and let's just rebuild this roster and start over and see what we can do. It's, it's so difficult to say because you're not even a quarter of the way through the season. Like you're still, early in the non-conference. I mean, you look at this team and I mean, you're already seeing what their DNA is. You know, they don't give effort. They quit on you. They can't rebound. They don't value the basketball. Their assist to turnover ratio is actually their turnover to assist ratio this year. They have 2.27 turnovers for every assist that they have. They didn't really rack up any assists <laughs> until they had three with, with the backups. in, And it's like, there's not a willingness to share the ball. There's not a willingness to defend. There's not a willingness to give any effort on either side of the floor. When they hit adversity, they hang their heads, they give up, they get lackadaisical. They don't know where to be on either side of the floor. It's like there's not one good thing that you can point towards. Not one. No, not one. Not one. And, and to kind of put the bow on this and wrap this up looking at um, – I can't remember if it's Saturday or Sunday, but they get their first conference game of the year with Miami. I would suggest that line is going to open at 16 and a half. That's where I think the line is going to be on Saturday. Um, and I still think Miami is going to cover with ease because Miami is going to bring in a team of, of four guards and a big man, and they are going to run. They're going to score. They're going to rebound. They're going to pass the ball. And I just don't see any scenario where Louisville is good enough by, by Saturday Sunday, I don't remember what day of the week it is uh, this weekend, but 
before they can play a team like that. And uh, I think Miami is one of the top four teams in the ACC. I really do. I think they're going to be a, a sneaky dark horse team that could be a final four team when it's all said and done. Um, but I think they beat Louisville by 25 or more on on the, the on this weekend. I'm going to just keep saying that since it's very clear. I have no idea what day Louisville plays. I mean, I love Isaiah Wong, man. What I would do to have Nigel Pack or Isaiah Wong on this team. Like, I, what I, would, I would do to have Wong. Uh, Louisville plays on Sunday at 1 o'clock on the ACC Network. I'll be Miami. watching the Red Zone channel. I can tell you that. Yeah, we might have to uh, We might have to see if we can get uh, one of the Octo boxes to be Louisville, Miami. See if we can do that. <laughs> I just need them to only alert me when it gets below 16 and a half, which yeah, is what right. I believe the spread will be on, on I'm, Sunday. I'm emailing Scott, and I'm going to say, we're going to show you every touchdown, every turnover, <laughs> and every time Louisville gets below 16 and a half. Here we go. They will see record low streaming numbers on Sunday if that was the case. If they decided to octobox Louisville. If there was a red zone equivalent, Louisville would never get there. We'd be the Detroit Lions. We would never appear on the red zone channel. Actually, you know what? We'd be the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens never show up on the – no, they never show up on the red zone channel because they never freaking get into the red zone. So it would be the same thing with Louisville. Uh, You know, Every time that Louisville gets an assist, we show them on the TV. It's going to be a long day, folks. (laughs) It's weird. Up until the middle of the second half, Louisville still was holding on to that record of more assists or more turnovers than actual field goals scored. Um, and so they, you have that going. So Sunday, it's going to be in a, a long afternoon. I'll be uh, in another city. I can't say where I'll be because it's a surprise. Uh, Presley, you will be in another city as well. So we'll see if maybe us being uh, outside boys, meaning outside of the city of Louisville, will help this team win. I hope so, brother. And to, to your point, 138 made field goals on the season. 118 turnovers. Like they, they're going, they're coming for that record, bro. They're ready to turn it over more than they get it in the basket, which is just absolutely that's, incredible. That's some DePaul type shit right there, man. That's that's DePaul basketball for you. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it is. And I mean, did we switch places with DePaul? I like, guess we did. This, this is like my Friday thing. Last this is my brother for Paul somehow, man. Well, somehow yeah, so, DePaul day turned into Freaky Friday, and we are now DePaul and they are Louisville. Yeah. One hundred percent. So, so Louisville just beat the brains out of DePaul like twelve straight times, and then finally DePaul beats Louisville, and all of a sudden Louisville can't play basketball. Like they oh. lost their talent, like in Space Jam. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, we Sunday, have, Sunday at one o'clock. Sunday, Sunday. Uh, we'll see what happens on Sunday. That's right. We'll be watching definitely for sure. Until next time, starting five with two podcast. Let's get the heck out of here. Stateoflouisville.com, State of Louisville Podcast Network from the Pink Seats Podcast, Vamos Morados Podcast, uh, uh, Third and Central Podcast, Off the Walls Podcast, State of Louisville Podcast Network. Check that out. Uh, and like Presley said, we'll see you next week. I would say go card, but I don't even know if I can say that right now, man. I don't know if I have the strength within me. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.